Welcome to episode 38. I am your host, Gail M. Davis, and this is Design Perspectives. We all know that video is a powerful way to communicate the value of what we do as designers and creatives. But if you're like most business owners, the very idea of creating these videos can seem overwhelming. Well, my girl, Ariane Belazaire, is masterful at creating engaging and effective videos for her business, and she's created a course where she teaches you step-by-step how to do it too. In her course, Video Like a Pro, you'll learn how to create five different styles of video, and for each style, you'll learn how to build it, how to shoot it, how to edit it, and how to promote it. I can tell you from my own personal experience that her course is so good. And she's offering a special promo code for my listeners. So go to www.videolikeaprocourse.com and enter the promo code Gale to get $50 off. And it's spelled capital G, capital A, capital I, capital L. Welcome to the Design Perspectives Podcast, and I am your host, Gail M. Davis. Being an interior designer is more than creating beautiful spaces. It's about articulating a vision and more importantly, being a valuable resource to clients. Join me as I gather insights from fellow architects, people of the trade, interior designers, and most importantly, the clients who value us. Today's conversation is with the lovely, effervescent Joy Moiler. She is, she's just the bee's knees. She's everything that you would want in a friend and in a mentor. She is phenomenal. Today's discussion is education um, and why education and design is important. You know, we discuss going to school, you know, and then after you're in the throes of business, if you didn't go to design school, we also discussed like, we're not saying maybe go back to school full time, because we know that's probably not in the cards for a lot of people. But it is very important that you take the time to educate yourself. And even if you do a class or two, like you really need to understand the language so you can speak to your client intellectually. Um, Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, if you look at my friend Brian Paquette's work, he did not go to school, but you can tell there's something, some artistic flair in him. And his work is absolutely amazing. And he is actually episode 40, but we'll get to him later. But today is Joy's day. So without further ado, enjoy Joy. Hey, Joy. Welcome back. Thank you so much for coming on again. I appreciate you doing this. Thank you, Gail, for having me back. I hope I didn't piss you off so much last time that you actually enjoyed it. (laughs) You can never, ever do that. I always am giggling with you. And then after I get off the phone with you, I'm still giggling after. Um, Let's talk about something that is a pain point for a lot of people. Let's talk about education and design and why you feel it is important. We're not saying that you can't be a designer with no education because, you know, they have classes out there, what they didn't teach you in design school, 
but what is the importance of education and designing? I think the importance of education and designing is that you have to realize that design is a business first. Uh, you can get a big check for being creative and such, but everything that backs that up is knowledge. You can't really do a darn thing without having a sense of education and a starting point and a finish point and a true roadmap of intelligence to get you there. And clients expect you when they are giving you their hard earned money, even if it's trust fund money, they expect you to know what the heck you're talking about. And the more information you have, it simply will eliminate change orders and all these sort of mitigating circumstances that will rear their ugly head in the midst of any project. So don't you want to show yourself in the absolute best light? Don't you want a client to know that you're confident about solutions than, you know, not knowing what you're talking about? They don't, a client doesn't always want you to know or rather expect you to know everything under the sun. But if you're constantly turning to your vendors and tradespeople for an answer, they are really questioning why they hired you in the first place. Uh, so education is power, education is knowledge. If you're going to a cardiologist, I think I'm pretty sure you kind of want him to know <laughs> what an aorta is, right? This is true. You know, and know that there are vessels and capillaries and all these sort of things that make up the structure of the heart, that it isn't just some little emoji that we get confused with. Um, so yeah, I mean, knowledge is power. Knowledge is a saving grace. Knowledge saves you money. Um, and design is design, but design is more than anything else. It's a business and there's a business in knowledge and knowledge costs and education educators are making money off of knowledge and you should be making money off of knowledge as well. Well, that's really true. And that, that's, that is perfectly well said. Um, I think people, you know, when I've had these conversations, they're like, well, I know how to put a room together. And I'm like, okay, you know, or everyone loves my eye. Like my, I have a, you know, I have a really good eye at design. And I was like, an eye and, and it doesn't work when you have, when you're being sued. Like you, it, you need to really understand what what's going on behind the walls and and how you're getting to the space that you need to. Something that my design teacher taught me, um, it was in, I think it was Res 2, maybe Res uh -huh. 3. She had stated, I don't, she said, I will fail you if you come in here and show me a pretty room. And you." Can't. she said, a true, a truly, a tr was it a perfectly designed room stands on its own without any furniture or furnishings. She was like, you have to really know what's going on behind the walls, under the floor, you know, where where um, the load bearing walls are. She's like, I am always amazed that people are in this school and all they want to do is push past this to go to the pretty. She's like, you have yeah. to work with the ugly first before you get to the pretty if you're going to be in business. Yeah, and I mean, and it's true. I just laugh when people say, oh, I have such a beautiful eye. I don't really need to know, 
you know, the design, um, the end, the business part of things. I didn't really need to take classes. I mean, I've just been kind of moving furniture and picking textiles and my whole life since I was three and <laughs> I just started a design business and it's all just so effortless that's all I just do and clients come to me because I've just got a wonderful eye and I didn't need to take any classes and I just snicker my ass off I just really really do I say wow that's all great until the ceiling falls in and then they walk into a project and they're just like oh move this wall and they don't understand it's a load-bearing wall and they're standing there with their jaw agape because they can't possibly figure out what needs to be done in order to solve this solution once they decided the wall needs to come down to create a bigger opening into whatever so i mean you know what the clients are just so savvy they know who they're working with i mean they have every opportunity beyond measure now beyond the source pages and the backs of shelter magazines to god forbid as well all these renovation shows you know, with mm. these sort of very unnatural schedules, but clients are savvier now than they ever, ever have been. So they know, like, you know, pretty much after a minute, who knows what they're doing. Um, so don't you want to be in the column of someone who's where who uh, a, conf, a client has confidence in, you know? Absolutely. Um, can you share the story about a client that passed on you and then came back? <laughs> oh my god yes 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 a few years ago i mean this may have been i don't know six years ago or something like this i um was working with this potential client you know they someone recommended me and i met with them and they met with someone else and they decided to go with this other person who literally had just um you know thrown their shingle up maybe they took three design classes or something else and they called me and said oh joy you know we decided to go with this other client because she walked in and celine head to toe her her ensemble was just so amazing you know and i just laughed my ass off and i thought that is just the funniest thing anyone has ever said to me and they said you know you 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 come from a really smart background but you know we were just so taken by her celine and i just <laughs> i just thought i have never had a conversation with like this with anyone before three weeks later they called me and said joy we really want you to come and do this project for us i said what happened to lady celine they said she didn't know anything at all about design i said really wow so you kind of weren't initially kind of ticked off by her lack of education you know right. and they just said, oh well you know we just we were just so taken by this celine would you you know and they said would you come back and do the project i said no because any client who is mesmerized by someone's ensemble and inability to do a project is not someone i want to work with wow i am just tickled that they had the audacity to sit yeah. here and call you and be like we're gonna pass on you because we didn't like your outfit that day and we loved her celine and she just really walked in with celine head to toe. like that sounds yeah. so ridiculous to me like that it was that yeah, is I a client you wouldn't want because when i met them i initially said after 10 minutes mm -hmm. i mean i'd spoken to them on the phone for uh probably about 10 minutes but when i actually met them 
and just got a sense of their shallow sort of lack of vision and desire to be cooler than anything else and their sort of trickle of like rudeness i said you know i could really walk out of here now but i wanted to be a professional and sit there and go through the process because i said that's you know what i would do as a professional i thought it would be not in um, good measure to just get up and leave and say, you know what, this doesn't feel right. So I was already, you know, of the mindset that I, this isn't someone that I want to work with um, because they just immediately felt like people who didn't have any integrity at all. And integrity and gratitude are mm. uh, two really big things uh, for me for working with a client because I am always of the adage that when I'm on a prospective interview with someone, they're looking at me to hire me for my talent skill. And I'm looking at them to see like, is this someone that I like? Is this someone that I want to work with? Mm -hmm. I'm looking to see how they're talking to other people. Yes. I'm looking to see how they're engaging. I'm looking to see how they're interacting mm -hmm. with the doorman yes. you know, when we're entering the building. Um, if I see any display of misogyny or disrespect or a thumbing down the nose to someone, clearly I'm just like, I'm out of here. This isn't someone that I want to work with. Because you figure if they're giving you that first face there, and that's the best they can do and they're coming up short you can already predict their behavior 100. down the road and that's just something I'll, I'll pass on a dollar if someone just is has an effed up personality i'm just not going to do it no it's funny when people first start out you know and i was guilty of it too because you want to build your portfolio like you take people you just take people on, even though you know in your gut, you're like, this is not right. And I'll never forget that growing up, my grandparents were always like, if people don't offer you a glass of water when you come into their house, like they're mm -hmm. rude, they're just rude. She was like, you you don't do that. Like you, cause I'm like, grandma, why are you always offering, you know? Why are you always offering people food and drink? <laughs> well, I think it's important to build a portfolio, but I think it's even more important to build a life. Oh. And so, you know, your work is your work, but your life is 24 hours. And so if someone isn't contributing to the building of your life and the edification of your life and the quality of your life and the things that you want it to be, do you want to give them a piece of your heart? Wow. This is true because once you're sometimes you have to walk away from the money if it doesn't feel right. And I know that that's not always easy to do, but if you're going to be working with a client on the project that can take two to five years, mm. do you want to have to every time that phone rings mm. and you see it's them, you're cringing. Oh my God. You yeah. want to slam the phone down because you don't want to talk to them. You don't want to have any direct meetings with them. And just the idea, and you you will constantly be saying to yourself, oh my God, I can't wait for this project to be over. <laughs> and then you're going to be mad at yourself because you're going to say, I picked something up initially, but I was so desperate for a project that you are going to you know, not follow through on your gut response, that, that'll that kill you in the end. Yeah. I so like, yes, yeah. building a project versus building a life is something to consider. Wow. 
I'm always speechless after I get uh, finished talking with you because <laughs> you're just so amazing. <laughs> but no, it's true because you have to think about it. Like you're going to be dealing with that person long-term and you're right because there was a couple of clients when the phone would ring, I would see their name. I'd be like, oh my God, what? Like this has got to end. And as yes. soon as it ended, I was like, no more, no more. And then when I finally really decided like, this is my client, this is how they behave. This is like you said, the integrity they have. Um, or lack thereof. Yeah, yeah, the lack thereof. I was like, okay, let me just smile. Let me just do this consultation and I'm moving on from there. Um, but then you aren't being your true self. You aren't walking into a room with an open heart, with positive energy, you know, to, to put everything and then some into the work that you're doing. You're concentrating on trying to get the heck out of the room. Yeah. So yeah. how much are you loving what you're doing? Are you then deep diving into truly giving them their best when you want to get out of the room? True. This is true. No, you're not. You just... Such a question. <laughs> It's just a question. That's you know. Food for thought. Yeah, maybe a with a little sauce. <laughs> no, it's funny because the, the other thing too is because you're in a completely different lane, and I am in the suburbs. It's funny the amount of potential clients or people that would want to work with me. But my question, you know, I'll always ask, "Oh, have you ever worked with a designer?" And they're like, "Yes," and I'm like, "Oh, what was that experience like?" And then. They let you know, like, oh, it was horrible, this, that, and the other. And then I'm listening, but I'm like, well, I'm What's sure. What's the why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you're involved in this somehow. And especially out here, like I call them the Lululemon crew. It's a sport for them to get designers or, you know, decorators out here. I call them Debbie decorators. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they want them to come in, but they also want them to shop at RH they also want all their discount. They are notorious for like, well, I won't hire you because you're not sharing your discount or you're not passing your discount to me. And I'm sitting here like, well, unless I can pass you my mortgage, I like, then we can't do business. Like I'm running a business. I'm not trying to be your friend here. Right. You know, if friendship comes out of it down the road, that's great. But right now this is business. You called me in because you're having a problem with the way you live and it's not working for you. You like what I'm showing you. But then once again, when they start trying to negotiate, you know, my rate and all, I just, I'm very kind to them. And I just excuse myself and I say, thank you. And I'm like, perhaps you should, and I'll give other designers names that they should, you know, could possibly work with in the area that I know that will work that way with them. But I just, graciously excuse myself and get out and just make sure like I don't look back. Um, yeah. Sometimes you just have to do that. Yeah. So I just am always uh, super grateful to have a conversation with you. What is on the horizon for you? What projects are you working on currently? Uh, still working on the Portofino project, which I just absolutely cannot wait to return to. Uh, the minute they actually lift the travel ban, I'm jumping on a plane and I'm going out there for a month. Wow. Since I, I couldn't get there for the whole month of August, which was on the schedule. Uh, also back to London, of course. Um, 
in the midst of starting a new project in New York, which is something that I haven't done in a while, <laughs> working Ooh. on a New York project. That's exciting uh, for you. But it is, it's a glorious, glorious um, space for A-list client, A-list celebrity. So those are always interesting and fun. And um, just kind of waiting to see what's, what else sort of rears its head in the name of positivity. Oh, absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. Well, I just want to thank you for coming on because I definitely want to talk about the education factor with design. And I want people to understand that we're not picking on them, we're just educating them. And I'm not saying like you have to go back to school full speed ahead, but you should take some courses. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you should know what the difference is between a Fautille and a, and a Bergère or a Marquisette and Lampus and Plisé textiles and gifts and leading edges and what the highlights were for, you know, Gothic design, Renaissance, Baroque, Rococo, 18th century, 19th century. You should know what the def the difference is between an encaustic finish versus a lacquer, a number five you know, paint finish, just things like this, friezes versus entablatures, balustrades, you know, just all these <laughs> sorts of things. They're out there and you never know when they're going to rear their head on the project. And you should just, you know, really know what, what is it, what they are. Yeah, I have. Right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I have, um, have, and well, have again, I had a client who purchased a house up in Tuxedo Park, New York quick story. Mm -hmm. I and, love Park. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the, the house. States, yes. The yes. And his estate mm -hmm. was by McKim Mead and White. Yep. 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 He turned to me one day and he was like, oh, I'm going to gut this and, and make it modern. Oh. And I was like, I'm sorry, no. what? And he's like, yeah, I don't like where the stick. I said, no, no, no. Before you do that, please put it up for sale and sell it to somebody that understands and appreciates it. I was, won't walk in and yeah. either eliminate all that beautiful woodwork and, you know, woodwork and all that, or, you yeah. know, rip it all, paint the freaking oak and mahogany white. Yeah. Oh my God. Just beyond, 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 beyond. But thank God they finally <laughs> sold it. And, yeah. and they're in a house that's more conducive to their taste because that was brutal when the homeowner said that to me, I was like, do you don't understand the history of this house or the architecture, do you? Or the architects, like, do you understand, like just going through, if anyone has ever been through that community, the houses are just, you're like- Yeah, you're, you're, I mean, they're, they're legendary, they're historic, they're yes. full of Vanderbilt. Yes, and, yes. You know, just um, structures that have been passed down from the 19th century and have continued to be, maintained mm -hmm. in the most breathtaking manners. Yes. So for someone to come in who has a stronger appreciation for modern architecture to want to eradicate all of that craftsmanship, that's the first degree of insanity. Yeah. I just, I was like, you can't get marble like this anymore. Like this is stunning. Like just walking through, but yeah, I miss that house. I still have a picture of it like hanging in my office. I'm looking at it right now. Um, mm -hmm. Just really beautiful. So well, thank yes. you again, Miss Joy. I will tell uh, the folks where to find you. Thank you, my dear heart. I truly appreciate it. <laughs> and we will speak again soon. Very well. Have a great day. You thank too. Thank you, Gail. Thank Bye. you. Hey there. I need your help. If you love the show, please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes if you are an Android or Windows user. 
Your feedback helps me to create shows that will provide lots of value. And in the meantime, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Gail Davis Design. Thanks so much, beautiful people.